Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Despite the Chicago Bulls showing a lot of fight towards the end of the third quarter and fourth quarter, they still lose this game to the Sacramento Kings, 123-115. to This loss could have been avoided with better and more consistent defense throughout the whole entire game instead of just towards the end. But we're going to talk about it, break it all down, have some fun right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Air Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into it, man. The Chicago Bulls lose a tough one down the stretch to the Sacramento Kings, and despite the Bulls chipping off at that lead repeatedly, having having multiple double-digit runs against the Sacramento Kings to start to end that game, they just could not take the lead back or overcome the, the, the Kings to win it. Every time the Bulls went on the run, the Kings ended up matching that run, or so to say. But the Bulls showed a lot of fight down the stretch of this game. The way the game ended isn't necessarily the toughest thing for the Bulls. It's the way that it began. The Bulls lost the first quarter 32-25, to uh, 25, then lost the second quarter 39-27. and 27. They turned around to win the third quarter by nine points and win the fourth quarter by two points, and they played really solidly after that point. The, the Sacramento Kings initially went on a nice run to start off that third quarter, and the Bulls literally battled back, playing some of their best defense and offensive consistently throughout that, throughout that part of the game for the remainder of the game. They just, again, with the Bulls, it's either third quarters, it's slow starts, and it's if this Bulls team was able to play a full 48 minutes of intensity, they would be in a lot more games like this. Like I said, I I, I like I love the way that they played down the stretch of the game. It just wasn't enough. De'Aaron Fox had 41 points. You've got to give credit to this young man and how he played. Malik Monk with 22 off the bench. You also got Lyles with 16 off the bench, then 13 from Sabonis, 11 from Harrison Barnes, and 9 from Kevin Herter in that starting lineup. But when you look at the Bulls, we had three 20-point 20 20, uh, point scores in this game. DeMar with 24, Vooch with 24 and 12. They also chipped in three assists, one steal. You had Kobe White with 26 points, six rebounds, four uh, assists in that game. Alice Cruz only three of seven for seven points, but he played some really good defense. He chips in five rebounds, six assists, three steals, two blocks over the course of this game. And Io DeSumo with 18 points in this game, five assists, four rebounds, no blocks, unfortunately. So his a stretch of getting uh i think he got block a block in at least the set last seven games that gets broken but he do have he does have two steals on top of all, all of that we didn't have a single double digit score off the bench tory craig plays 14 minutes in his return for five points when it comes down to it man the bulls just they didn't execute well enough throughout the whole game and that is why playing a complete game is important and you know it just that's just what it comes down to. Kobe had some really nice buckets, some really some big moments in that second half of the game. You got to give it up for Kobe White and how he played in the second half. Kobe White went seven of twelve for nineteen points in the second half of the game. And then when you look at the fourth quarter of the game specifically, Kobe White in the fourth quarter scored twelve points in the fourth quarter. He was the only player 
with with double digit points in that quarter. He had the most shot attempts as well. Of course, DeMar DeRozan was second to him with six points, but it just wasn't enough, man. I I really were hoping that the Bulls are going to be able to get get back in this game. Well, they got back in the game, but to win this game because that would have been such a good story to tell. But the Bulls can still look at this, especially how they played in that second half. And if they can figure out how to keep that up for a full game, they can end up they can they're going to win more games. When you look at the rebounding battle, the Bulls actually won this after losing it in the first half. We won the rebounding battle 47 to 40. Uh, when you look at the turnover battle, it's really something that killed the Bulls in this game. We had 16 turnovers. Now, the Sacramento Kings also had 16 turnovers. Uh, they they scored more points off turnovers, though, with 19 or 17. So it is what it is there. Second chance points, the Bulls won that 14 to 5. Uh, points in the paint, the Bulls won that 52 to 50. And then fast break points, we lost that 24 to 15. So, you know, those are kind of the nitty-gritty stats that I like to go over uh, in these games. but it's unfortunate. Like, it's just what it comes down to. The way that the Bulls lost this game down the stretch, man, it's just, hey, like I said, I commend for the heart that they play with to fight back in this game. Uh, there's been a lot of times where the Bulls would have not even got back. After the, the the Kings came out in the third quarter with that onslaught, I think they initially scored like the first seven points or something like that in the third quarter. A lot of times the Bulls would have just been out of the game at that point. They fight back. They show some heart, show some grit defensively. A couple of things didn't break their way. But, you know, it is what it is when it comes down to it. The Kings are a better team than the Chicago Bulls. So I don't think anybody had any misgivings or, or misconceptions on who were the better team tonight. The Kings are the better team. That's 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 not even up for debate. They are the better team than the Chicago Bulls. They're one of the best offenses in the league. They had a generational offense last season with efficiency. So you got to give it up to the Kings and just the way that they perform, the way that they execute, how they go about their business. Um, like I said, yeah, I'm a Bulls fan. But I'm also a basketball fan, and I'm going to be able to acknowledge when the team just plays better. And the Kings were just better than the Chicago Bulls tonight throughout the, the entirety of the game. So but let's go ahead and get into your guys' comments, see how you guys are feeling about it. Comment uh, says, DeMar was clearly fouled on that last drive. I agree with you on that one. Uh, can't believe we lost this game, Hayes. I can because of the way that we started that we started off. I, I definitely can understand that. Damn, shout out to Charles. Uh Watt Slice says, man, uh Jay Lee, Jay Lee, you always get that wrong. Every time, like you like the last play when you were I put it in the in the Discord, uh Hayes, it was wrong. Like it it it, it was it was the wrong call. That DeMar was fouled. That just is DeMar was fouled on that one. So uh when you have that many damn turnovers and let them in the offensive rebound slip through your fingers, and on top of that, you're not getting to the, the damn thing off the bench, that's a, a loss. Yeah, I mean, listen. There's a lot of reasons why the Bulls lost this game. They deserve to lose this game. So Vooch has two clutch possessions and then uh and then three it away by taking a contested three uh while ago while Io was open. He I don't think he saw Io on that play. Now that's not to say that it excuses him missing uh Io on that. But you know, I think they missed Io a couple times. There's another time where DeMar went to the rim. Now I think DeMar converted it. No, DeMar got to the free throw line. But Io was right there open in the corner as well. I think, unfortunately, our guys get tunnel vision. You, you, If you want to be an efficient offense, well, an elite offense, you don't want to get tunnel vision. You want to keep that open. But, you know, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. Josh in the building says, Caruso made some bad decisions at the end of the game, not going to lie. Yes, but he also made a lot of decisions that kept the Bulls being able to go on the run. So not everybody's going to make perfect decisions. Everybody's uh, liable to make some to have some shortcomings at times. And Caruso made a lot of big plays for the Bulls, but he missed some as well. Quentin says, uh, Quentin the Jiggler, that is hilarious. 
Uh, I swear the Bulls only know how to play after going down 30 and give Kobe the damn ball. Yeah, I agree. We're going to definitely talk about it tomorrow on the members only video. Definitely. Walter in the building says, why isn't Kobe bringing up the ball at the end of the game for the three straight possessions? And nonetheless, Billy's an idiot. Well, here's the thing. You guys know I am all on the hate Billy Donovan bandwagon. But I think there's something to be said about allowing Kobe to come off, uh, play off ball and potentially come off screens to get himself wide open for a three. I think that may have been some of the mindset behind it, but then the Kings and, and De'Aaron Fox is just such a dog defensively, he kind of disrupted that. But I think that may have been the mindset behind it because if you look at the way that Kobe and Vooch were positioned on some of those plays where uh, where DeMar was bringing the ball up, I think it was meant for, for Kobe or Alice Crusoe to be able to come off the screen, hopefully for a wide open three. Now, again, the Kings played really good defense and it disrupted what the Bulls were trying to do. But I think that that was the pro that was the mind mindset behind it. Now I'm not saying on every one of those possessions, but on a couple of those, I do think that it was. Either way, it didn't execute, so you can still critique coaching on that. But I just wanted to add that that different perspective there. Santa from Maryland says, "I think uh, a slept on aspect of Vooch's flaws is when he's posting up. He always spins, then tries to scoop the ball in. I feel like I've seen him do it so many times that it has hit maybe one out of ten times." That's just his. That's just his game. That's just his game. Big Diesel says, "Hayes, I have to disagree with you. Something you said in the comments. Acme is worse than Garpec. No, because the fact of the matter is this: Acme built a team that was working, which must bless asset. Garpex had a star in Jimmy Butler, and literally looked and said, "I don't know how to build around him. Let's trade him away for pieces that ended up not working. It's not. Now you can say, I feel like Acme. I feel like uh, Garpex drafted better than than uh, than Acme. Cool." You can say we can have that discussion, but there's something to be said about drafting to build a team. They just drafted and hoped players were going to stick and then couldn't uh, get a coach to develop them. So what did they really get out of it? When you look at it, everyone that they drafted, Bobby Portis, good, didn't get shit out of. Jimmy Butler, a star, he was young, didn't were able to build a team around him. Wendell, that Wendell is definitely not good. You can't make that that department. So when we talk about this thing of Garpax being better, now John pa Paxson, when he was just the GM, before he moved on to basketball, absolutely. Look at what he built with Kurt Heinrich, that team, getting Derrick Rose, uh, hitting on Luau Deng, hitting on Ben Gordon, hitting on Noach. Yes, but when Garpax, Garpax as a unit, just their stretch, if it wasn't for them having an MVP caliber player in Derrick Rose, they couldn't build a team to save their life. They couldn't. They had an MVP caliber player. They had uh, Joe Kim Noah. They had a, a solid foundation and base, and they were able to build something because of the, the level and caliber of their best player to be able to be Eastern Conference finalists, but they couldn't do anything. They couldn't, all that Derek, that team needed was a shooting guard. Couldn't find a shooting guard to save their lives for Derrick Rose. They move on from Derrick. They have the three alpha seasons with Jimmy. They say, we don't know how to build around Jimmy, and they pass it. The reason why I say Acme is better is that if you give Acme, they get a Jimmy Butler level player. I trust that they're going to build a team that could be more sustainable and win for longer than what, Garpax did with that same talent. That's the difference that makes it. We get so caught up in the in the in the minutia of certain things that I think we don't look at it in totality. So it's not just drafting. That's one thing. That's one aspect, and that is an aspect that Garpax did better than Acme. But in building an actual team, I would think that Acme has a better. Now they've rebounded terribly since Lonzo went down. They don't get any bell for that. But if they ever hit, I, I would I would say this. If Acme ever hits on a player as good as what Jimmy Butler was, I think that they would build a much better team around that with whatever pieces they have than with what guard packs were able to do. Both front offices have their flaws. Both front offices have failed the city. 
This isn't a conversation to say one of them is it has served the city better. That's not the case at all. But I just think when you look at the totality of it, it is what it is there. Sacktown 100 says, hats off to Bulls. Haven't seen the team fight that hard all season. The third quarter defense was incredible, an absolute masterclass. Uh, though tough down the stretch, you need to find White, Io, Avuch, not DeMar. Agree with you on that one, Sacktown. See how you, when you come in here not trying to troll, we can actually have a basketball discussion. Your team's good. And I, and I really hope that your team does have that uh, that success in the playoffs this year. And that, I don't mean that as like a joke. Like, I really do. I love a lot of a lot of your roster. De'Aaron Fox is an absolute dog. Sabonis is one of the best centers in the league at this point. He's turned himself into that. Really like that. So, Wicked, St- Wicked Lifestyle Business says, uh, we actually uh, done good. This is what I wanted to see from our Bulls. They didn't give us uh, – we fought. Man, this Bulls team is playing like one of the best teams in the East despite – how the record look. Well, the thing is, you can't say that if you keep losing tough games, right? Like, like it's good to show spark, but if we're going to play like one of the best teams in the East per, per your, what you want to see from this team, they got to be able to do it consistently. You can, if you're just one of the best teams in the league in spurts, but like you still lose games, you, you're not really creating much separation. So they need, they need to definitely play better, more consistently. Too many mistakes defensively and offensively in crutch time. Too much DeMar, nothing down the stretch. Appreciate the effort to fight back, though. Agree with you, Patrick. Agree with you on that one. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Incredible comeback. A couple very unusual contested turnovers, uncontested turnovers. And you can see Caruso fouls were very uncharacteristic, fouling at the very last second uh, two times. Bulls had this game, man. I mean, you, it's something to be said about how the momentum would change if those fouls didn't happen. Um, but they did, and it's unfortunate. But like you said, Caruso's usually really good at playing that tight defense without fouling, and it just didn't happen. But you also got to give credit to De'Aaron Fox, right? I don't want to make it seem like it just happened because of Caruso's mistakes. De'Aaron Fox is also a very sly player. Like, he is he is a smart, intelligent basketball player on both sides of the ball. He's a dog. Uh, Joe Hahn says, who cares? Levine is injured. The front office is setting for mediocre, and there's ownership since 98. I'm getting sick and tired of this team. They don't care about winning. I hope that they trade Levine. Well, you're not going to trade Levine with the current injuries around him. That's for damn sure. Let's see what else we got. We got Deanna in the building. Says, did anyone else notice how often BD consults with his assistant coaches? That's not abnormal, though, Deanna. Like, if you watch the other teams in the league, you will see that a lot of teams, that, that's the point of having your assistants. Like, that is the part of it. The assistants have specific things that they're looking for during the game. They advise the head coach on that. That's that's not abnormal. I and I and again, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Billy Donovan supporter, but I am somebody who does like to talk about things in fairness. And Billy Donovan is not the only head coach to do. Every head coach does that. Uh, we have to stop taking threes and get these damn two points. I hate this era of basketball. Everything has to be three points. We missed like four to five wide open threes in the fourth uh, when we could have gotten close with two. Uh, yeah, but then at that point, the team's packing it in. So, I mean, the defense is able to pack it in, and it makes you more uh, tougher to get that that two up close. I'm tired of Billy Donovan not adjusting to the situation. Kobe White was cooking in the fourth quarter, and Billy didn't trust him in the last three minutes. I feel you. I feel you. Hate to tell you guys, uh, but with a different coach, your squad would be much better. Billy D is not a good coach by any means in the NBA. Great college coach, doesn't translate to NBA at all. You can't say that when he's had top five. I think the lowest he's ever been in defense is like 11th. He can coach. He's a good coach, but a good coach still needs the right team. Just because he's a good coach doesn't mean he's good for every team in the league. And with the current makeup of the Chicago Bulls and our, and our limitations from three-point range, it kind of highlights that. Then on top of that, he has the 
over reliance on on DeMar DeRozan at times, the times that we're going to need DeMar DeRozan. So it's that Billy Donovan is a, is a good coach. He's just he, he is a good coach. He's not good for every situation though, and he's not great at adjusting at by any stretch of the imagination. So King Kofu in the building says, "What up, hey? It's been a minute. Life's been in the way." That said, uh, I would fine everybody for inbounding to anybody but Kobe. That's that's hilarious. That's but again. One of the things is you do want Kobe to be able to come off the ball because he is your most dangerous three-point shooter. Again, I, I, I agree with what you said. My basis, I agree with you. But again, to offer the other perspective on that is that if you just do out uh, inbound to Kobe White and he's handling the ball because DeMar DeRozan isn't a threat to take a three-pointer really at all, it makes the defense able to kind of pack it in a little bit more. But, you know, at the end of the day, the decision didn't work, so it is what it is there, right? Do, do, do. Big Diesel says, hey, is at this point the Bulls should just trade Zach Levine for a salary dump? Just get him off the books. Don't worry about getting assets in return. No, that's 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 literally franchise suicide. You don't just dump off Zach Levine, not with that many years left on his deal, not with his youth. You don't do that. That That's that's not the point that we're at with this right now. Gio says, love Kobe and Io's game. Hayes, completely agree with that. And I like the way the chemistry that they have together. Io as a starter over this recent stretch. If I, I let me let me see if I can go find it real quick off this off real quick. I just want to see something if I'm right on something. So over the last 10 games, the last 10, what happened? What just happened to my numbers? I swear sometimes the internet just doesn't work just to spite me because it knows I'm on a live stream. Do 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 do. This is not good. So over the last 10 games, I was averaging 12.3 points per game, 2.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. I always balling. I always balling right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wrong on that. See, this is why I waited for it to update. Over the last 10 games, I would assume was averaging 14.6 points per game, 2.8 assists, 2.8 rebounds. Uh, again, 1.7 uh, blocks, 1.5 steals. Io's balling right now. He's balling. So you got to give him, got to give him credit there. Uh, White reminds me a lot of Fox. Not quite as quick, but a better shooter. He needs to get the keys. Demar needs to be put in the back seat. He kills your team with so many ways. In pain, it's painful to see. Eh, in this game, yes, so he helps us a lot. But look at Garpacks. Yeah, but that playoff record is because they had an MVP and Joe Kim. They had a better overall team. So and that and again. It's still how you built, and I just said that. They were able to build a better team because how John Paxton drafted before Gar Foreman came in, and then they built that off of it while they were together. So, yeah, they had better overall talent. So, again, if you give, for example, if you gave Acme, Derrick Rose, I guarantee you we have at least one title or at least get to a finals. I guarantee you. They just could not build a team correctly. They couldn't. And, I, and I, again, that's not to say that that – Either team deserves like the utmost, like either front office deserves the utmost. They they all have their own areas in which they suck. Let's see what else we got. Uh, we were getting destroyed by points in the paint, and by the end of the we were neck to neck in the paint. I'm content with that. That is definitely something to say. I think because in the first half, if I'm not mistaken, we were getting killed by like 16 by points in the paint. Let's take a look. So in the first half of the game, it was 34 to I was called 14, 34 to 20 points in the paint, and we ended up winning points in the paint. Uh, if I if I remember correctly, we ended up winning points in the paint by two. Really big adjustment there for sure. We were attacking the rim a lot more, but that's part of the defense that we were getting to then get out in transition and attack the rim that way. That definitely helps a lot. Reginald, uh, a lot of people in the chat sounding uh, like Barkley saying trade Zach for nothing and hope not to suck for a decade. Why do people think this is playing? Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, 
Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. It's the same people who say, oh, the Bulls should have not signed Zach. They should have let Zach walk. That's literally one of the stupidest things that this front office could have done. Is playing them in the max ideal? No. Is letting them walk for nothing ideal? Fuck no. Like, so at the end of the day, you maintain the ability and flexibility to try to move them by re-signing them. You don't let a, a talent as flawed as Zach Levine is walk away for nothing when you have the opportunity to resign him. You just don't do that. You can give Garpax the most elite team and he wouldn't win at all. However, Acme would find a way to make it all work. And that's what separates the whole GM thing. Completely agree with you. That's what separates the GM argument for sure. Uh, King Kofu says, glad to see Tory Craig back. That improves the D. Got to improve that D. Uh, glad to see Carter out of the rotation. Need to see uh, Taylor in late game situations for rebounding defense. I'd rather see Julian Phillips because Julian Phillips is a little bit more of a threat to stretch the floor. Uh, but Javon Carter, like, <sighs> once everybody's back healthy, well, now that Zach Levine's never going to be back healthy this season at least, um, we'll see how, how he is in the rotation once we get Patrick Williams back. Um, but Javon Carter's fucking cheeks, man. Javon Carter sucks. Uh, Hayes, I agree. Uh, Pax without guard was better because the Bulls were winning playoff games with Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich before Derrick Rose and Jimmy was on the team. Yeah, remember how we swept the defending champ champions, Miami Heat, uh, that which was a great series to watch. That was that was just such a fun time as Bulls fans when we swept the Heat right off after they won a title with uh Shaq and Dwayne Wade. That was just such a such a great series to watch. Zach Lonzo Kobe Io, that would be a hell of a backcourt. Oh, facts, absolutely, absolutely. But again, Lonzo when he comes back, it's not going to be Lonzo when he first comes back. He's just not going to. And Zach just got to fit in. He got to try to find a way to fit in for sure. Uh, sometimes people need a reality check. Just because your job would be better if they let you go doesn't mean the Bulls and Zach is the same. <laughs> That's goddamn Quentin shit. Uh, there's no way you should trade Levine just to get rid of him. He's a very talented player. You feel dropping uh, 40 every time you play against him. Keep him unless you get a good uh, return for him. Yeah, and it doesn't have to, you're not going to get one for one talent, but you want to get something back, right? Parker forgot Crusoe. Uh, give Kobe the damn keys. That's funny. I mean, a lot of people agree with that, and and rightfully so. Like Kobe at this point is in his ascension, and he's earned those opportunities. And like I said, down the, the fourth quarter of this game, most offense went through Kobe. And I get it; those last three possessions bring about a lot of a lot of questions. But let's not act like the majority of situations didn't go to Kobe in the fourth quarter of this game because they did. I went over those numbers. Uh, cooked and well done by the first half, but them leftovers were tasty, but it's hard to recover from 30 points down. Io, AC, and Kobe made it move needle-wise, acceptable loss. Listen, I mean, it's I, to me, it's hard to call something an acceptable loss when the effort defensively just wasn't there at all in the first half. Like, had the, like there are games where, like the Lakers game, that was a game where the Bulls were in pretty good position defensively. They were just hit, they hit the three at a goddamn near 65% rate. But the defense was so lacking in the first half, it's hard for me to call it an acceptable loss, but my standards may just be a little too high on that. I can admit that. My standards may just be too high on that. 
if Zach comes back being a 50, 40, 85 player, he'll command 21 points again. Well, I mean, uh, 21, two first again. Sorry, D- dyslexia, is that what that is? I don't know. My brain makes those two, two first again. I mean, there's definitely, definitely something to say with that. Vern in the building says, we're not in a terrible spot as it seems. The main issue to me is as long as Debo remains a bull, Donovan will keep relying on him as a clutch uh, people thought the biggest issue was Zach, but it's Debo. I would say in that case, it's more that it's Billy Donovan then, right? Uh, the Bulls are currently station, uh, stationary since Levine and Ball, but DeMar is the only piece that could shake things up. I mean, hey, reporter, what will you do at the trade deadline? AK, continue. That's funny. Big Diesel, Hayes, you have to admit that Acme not trade to the Knicks was just as bad. No, it wasn't. Because, again, not making a not trade at the time where you still wanted like the Bulls weren't looking to move Zach then. So no, it's not as bad. The Ac- Acme, I'm sorry, P- Gar Pax made the clear choice to trade Jimmy Butler. And keep in mind, they got saved from themselves. They almost traded Jimmy Butler the year prior for Chris Dunn straight up. Now imagine where we would be if they had did that trade, but they got saved because the the the, the Timberwolves just didn't want to accept it because they were high on Chris Dunn. So. Come on, man. Like, you got you to think about that. No, it was not nearly as bad. You're trying to make it fit now, bro. It, it wasn't nearly as bad. You got to have as many offensive weapons as you can on your team. Otherwise, you're never going to beat these high-scoring teams, at least during the regular season. Disagree with that. We've done it before. Other teams have done it before. You just got to play consistently. You got you to gotta play efficient offense. What made the Bulls' offense so efficient in the second half of this game was their defense. And that is why it's a, it's – It's symmetry between the two. If you're not that team that has this high-level shooting team, you play solid defense because that's going to get you – it's going to attack the defense before it gets a chance to set up and get and take advantage of these young players that you have on your team that play so good in transition. So, yo, Hayes, do you think Acme will trade Zach this summer or will he be a bull next season? I don't think you could – because the questions around Zach were already in in part because of the injury – I don't think having a season-ending injury after having two injuries that both keep you out two-plus weeks over the course of the season, I mean, there's a possibility that teams trade for Zach in the offseason, but I think the most likely scenario teams are going to want to see if Zach Levine comes back, plays well, and stays healthy. So I think the more likely scenario is Zach Levine is going to start a season off as a bull. If he plays and stays healthy up until the trade deadline, I think then a, a trade can go down. But you know, I don't know. I, I don't think that he's traded before before that. But, hey, we'll see. Where do things have happened? Where do things have happened? Just watching the post game, and, I mean, DeMar is saddened about Zach being out. You got to think how much this team has went through in the past two years. I mean, yeah, we've gone through a lot the past two years. You cannot take away from that. We have gone through a whole hell of a lot. Dino says, I feel bad for the younger Bull fans who have to endure the perpetual perpetual uh, mediocrity without having experienced Michael from, ni- from 88 to 98. Yeah, but, I mean, we've had good teams other, other than that, right? We had the initial Kurt Heinrich, Luau Dang, that team going and playing really well over the course of seasons and playing in playoffs, right, winning playoff series. You had the Derrick Rose era, which was really fun. Um, but, you, you know, nothing is is as remembering a championship run right it's just different it's different to remember not just go back and watch but to be alive watching and and in the midst of a championship run it's just it's just a different feeling can't help but uh be worried about caruso's health he does so much for us and he and puts his body on the line yeah i mean listen and uh, listen the way that caruso just he just always impacts winning and I remember last year when people were like, oh, Caruso's a luxury. Caruso isn't good. I was like, you guys are crazy. You can't be watching the game of basketball and think that and seeing the way that Alice Caruso 
just how hard he fights. Alex Crusoe fights hard, man. He's such an important player um, on the team, man. He just – and he can fit in any lineup, in any rotation. Crusoe's just good, man. Uh, we stuck with Donovan, unfortunately, bro. But what am I saying is if Debo is moved, he won't anyone – he won't anyone to develop on, to depend on as much. Send Demar on a retool around IO, Kobe, Vooch, go from there. Well, here's the thing, though. If a coach is relying on any one player, that means that that over-reliance can just transfer to another player. So that's why I say the biggest issue is still Billy Donovan, because even though Kobe is playing great right now, make no mistake about it, you can still over-rely on a player that's playing well like Kobe White, and that is the fear with a coach like Billy Donovan, is that that over-reliance, the fact that that's even something that, that he has a propensity to do, that's always going to be something that's evident in your team. So that's why I said what I said. Sam from Maryland, I'm 16. You're 16? You're a kid. No, I'm just playing with you. I've never seen a chip. Then I've seen uh, the back half of the D-Rose because I got into basketball after his injury. I saw his highlights and thought he was there. I was wrong on that one. That's funny. Hey, listen, that's... That's hey, I mean, I, that's crazy that you never got to you didn't get to see the any of the championships and you didn't even get to see the Derrick Rose era. That's crazy. That's wild. That's crazy. How are you gonna say uh the Rose and Noah era was mediocre? That team was I didn't say who said it was mediocre. Who said the Rose and are you talking to me? You're talking to somebody else. I never said that was mediocre. Uh Lonzo out two years, Zach wants to trade, Kobe becoming an all-star, got away, DJJ Green, Bradley. First of all, that that the, the fact that you mentioned Bradley, nobody, I can guarantee you right now, nobody, even Tony Bradley's mama don't miss Tony Bradley. Marco ain't nobody worried about Marco Simonovich. Javon Carter ain't nobody worried about fucking Javon Carter. What are we talking about, bro? The, no, everything you just listed is basketball. It's basketball. Like, it, it, what are you talking about? I just want to see Batim let uh, my man play. I feel you. You're not going to win this argument, Diesel, because here's what I'll say on that. Gar Packs may have drafted them, but Garpax put Kobe in a white in a white in a position where everybody leading into that team becoming good wanted to see Kobe White traded. He didn't develop under them. And then you say Zach, like we already know Zach, but Zach they didn't draft Zach. They traded for Zach. And keep in mind, Zach Levine was the throw-in in that trade. They didn't even really want Zach Levine. Zach Levine was there to make the contracts work. So again, you're not going to be able to win this argument, Big Big Diesel. I do this. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I'm a Chicago Bulls historian, bro. And not just in the sense of trying to push a narrative, in the sense of what actually was going on with the team at that time. You're not going to win this argument, bro. You, you got to give up on it. I mean, what a debate. It's not an argument. It is a debate. Friendly debate. But you're not going to win it. You let it go. It's not going to happen. You, it, it, you, you're off, bro. You're off your rocker. I, I, I love you. You're one of the biggest supporters of this channel, and I'm always going to rock with you. But you're off on this one, my friend. Considerably off. <laughs> I knew this was going to go off the rails. It's not off. This isn't even off the rails yet. Uh, let's see. Sacktown. Sack, you still in here, bro? Uh, the chatter said it was mediocre. Oh, the, the after MJ. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Crusoe made a believer of Hayes after Hayes used to doubt and mock him as the ball white boy. That says a lot. Never said that. So, again, JD, sometimes the thing that I've noticed about JDH JDH just lives to be a contrarian. It don't even matter. Like, you could be like, hey, JDH, you're a man. He'd be like, how dare you say that I'm a man? Did you really just guess my gender? That's what J JDH just lives to be a contrarian. He don't remember shit. He needs some He needs some ass, hope, and, and focus factor to save his goddamn life. What are we talking about here? <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, man. <laughs> Steely says, 
I want to give uh, Hayes a compliment on his fit, but he going to hit my ass with a stray like Shay that one day. What stray did I hit Shay with? I don't even remember hitting Shay with a, with a, with a uh, stray. I'll say half a season of good basketball isn't enough for me uh, to say Acme could have done better with Rose. Uh, the three, it's not about a half season of good basketball. It's about how they built that team. The intelligence that went into building and constructing a team with pieces that didn't work correctly, that worked. And no, they would have never stayed number one team in the East, but it's still about the core three pieces on the team make each other worse on the floor. Yes, but he found that piece that made it all work. And that's the part you got to think about in that. That's where the conversation that we're having is about team construction. So again, Josiah, you gotta you gotta be in this, man. Oh, you did. No, didn't, didn't. Was it a bad idea to re-sign Vooch to another uh another long-term deal at 32? It's not long, it's three years. Like three years isn't a long-term deal. I'm sorry. It's not a long-term deal. Four or five, maybe you can start pushing that, but three years isn't a long-term deal. Now, the thing that hurts the most is that it's all guaranteed, but it's not really a a a, a long-term deal. Oh, well. When I'm ranting about the team sucking, everybody can get it. Like, let's just be clear here. When I when I go on my epic rants when the team loses five, four games in a row, everybody can get it. Everybody can get it. <laughs> said, Yo, my daughter right here, bro. She heard all of that, looked at me like, Dad, what are you listening to? Hey, it is what it is, man. Uh, if you had any Bulls debate on anything, would you ever use my thoughts and ideas if you had a chance? Why would I? I wouldn't use anybody else's thoughts and ideas unless they just happen to be mine. So, uh, I'm still here, LOL. You run a nice show. Props to you, man. Bulls fans, like and sub to this man. He's a talent. I feel bad for talking smack earlier. You guys have a nice family. Look, I, and listen, don't get me wrong. That's why we let you live. Like, I understand trolling and everything like that. But one thing about here is that if you come in here and talk basketball, people are going to, like, I will say this. I, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone on YouTube. But the chat here, we'll throw some jokes at each other. We'll have some fun. But you you have a lot of really smart basketball people in this chat and so listen we I, I have no problems giving team props and hopefully as somebody who came in from the outside you saw i gave the kings their absolute props in both the pregame and after the game after they whooped our ass like i have no problem giving the other teams props so yeah c-dub and bobby in the whole chat was like uh she was giving you a compliment but you apologize shay's a man bro <laughs> first of all shay's a man <laughs> shay if you're talking about shay who yeah that's the only shay that we have s-e-y-i that's that's a dude, but apologize for it because the hat was down and Petty Roosevelt was out, not Hayes. Hey, listen. Listen, it is what it is. Thoughts on DeMar staying long enough with the Bulls to retire his number. I, the, the Bulls aren't retiring numbers anymore. That's why that's part of the reason why they created the Ring of Honor. The Bulls aren't going to retire numbers. Now, if somebody goes on and wins like three MVPs in a row and wins two titles, whatever, that probably would make them reconsider for that person. But generally... They're not gonna win. They're not gonna retire numbers. So Demar to have his number retired as the Bull, he would have to re-sign for at least three to four years and win three titles out of those four years, and then he'll probably re-sign. So not gonna lie though, I was putting time out. It's all good. Oh, listen, the mods here don't play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know right now, my mods. If you come in disrespectful, they don't play. They will get your ass, bro. And JDH may lick it. So I mean that's. Ah, uh, the cone, cone of embarrassment. Um, Billy needs to grow some balls and let Sonogo be team and drill free, even if it's for a few minutes tonight. That has nothing to do with growing balls. It has to do something to do with smartness. I'm sorry. Adama Sonogo, Ernalot Batim are not really going to help you a lot right now. Now, they could at times, but that's it. Kavan says, Bulls were outmatched, but it was definitely still a game that could have won without Levine. Yo, facts. Like, I mean, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> 
Oh, man. They're going to retire Tony Bradley as a bull before DeMar gets one. Just joking. That's crazy. That's crazy. Tony Bradley needs his number retired. That's my goat. That's crazy, yo. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> that's a the last Chicago Bulls point guard to go to Detroit. Hey, that's crazy. I think uh, I say point guard, shooting guard. Uh, I think Zach saw what happened to Ben Gordon after he went in Detroit. and was like, nah, bro. <laughs> I'm going to head out and get this surgery real quick. Here's what I'll say, though. All jokes aside, a Cade Cunningham, Zach Levine backcourt wouldn't be terrible to watch. It wouldn't be terrible to watch. Hey, Ben, man, is here for a good time, not a long time. You said it. You and the Kanye boys openly mocked AC for the first time. You had them on live. Now I'm done here. Yes, I'll lick whatever. Oh, not you said. You're gonna, now you you moved on from stripper to man ass? That's crazy. JD8 said he will lick man ass. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. I saw a report Philly will give Chicago a first-round pick for DeMar. Do you think that will happen? No, because I think that was immediately de- debunked when a member of, the, of Philadelphia's exec team called that writer and was like, hey, man, what the fuck you doing? That's basically what it said. <laughs> JDH is crazy, bro. That's wild. Um, Davin says, what are your odds on Zach and Lonzo coming back in December with DeMar and Vooch for continuity? In December? I mean, I hope Lonzo Ball can come back before December. Like, the season starts in goddamn October, my guy. What are we talking about? I mean, I do think that Lonzo can come back, but I don't think he's going to be an impact player. And Zach, I mean, it's six months. I think Zach will be back. That that puts him, he'll have, be able to have a full training camp. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Zach will be back. Uh, Lonzo, it's up in there. It's up in there. <laughs> JDA said he don't care as long as it's off the stage. That's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> I'm just going to put this. I'm not even going to read this. I'm going to put it up there. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Big Diesel says, I've heard that Zach had an option to get or, or to not get or get surgery, and Zach chose surgery. Did you hear this rumor? Yeah. It's not a rumor. It's fact. Uh, Billy Donovan said it. So it's 100% fact. Zach Levine, made him and his camp made the decision to get the surgery. Uh, so hey, it is what it is. Cache, okay, okay, that's different. Cache is different. Uh, we're proud of coming back from 30 down. Uh, Bulls are a cooked product. I mean, looking at your profile picture and the way that you type that, it looks like your brain is the cooked product right now. That's what it looks like. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not any expert in the matter, but it does seem like you have a faulty brain. That medulla oblongata is not working. Um you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But all right, y'all, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. Unlike JDH with his tongue, he just goes raw tongue. Never mind. Love you guys, man. I'll be back tomorrow for the daily episode. We are, what's the number? We are, damn, really? We're 27 days away from episode 1000. 27 days away. Meaning that uh, we, we in 27 days, we would have posted 1,000 straight days of content. There's no other YouTube channel doing it like that. Um, no, Benton, uh, we've talked about this before. I actually have my whole entire original hairline, brother. Try that again. Y- you got to come harder than that. I'm not, your, I'm not your daddy. Don't take your daddy's hairline problems out on me. I just actually like wearing hats. There you go. Love you guys. Go Bulls. See Reg, y'all. I'll be back tomorrow for uh, episode 174 in a row. Love you guys. Go Bulls. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Save. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.